0: This week, the problem with being house rich. A communication breakdown leads to a reverse mortgage foreclosure. And the Chrisman commentary addresses reverse mortgages. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of May 1st. You're listening to Heck'em World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Welcome back and thank you for joining us. The problem with being house rich was addressed in a recent column on the website, A Wealth of Common Sense. It says, according to the National Association of Realtors, the median price of a house in the United States is worth $190,000 more than it was just a decade ago. And if you've owned a home for more than three years, you're likely sitting on some nice gains. Those gains were not evenly distributed across the various income levels, however, and homeowners have made a good chunk of equity. The pandemic-related housing gains are unlike anything we've seen before, says the column, so it's not like you should expect this to continue. But the housing market is more important for the middle class than the stock market for the simple fact that the ownership of residential real estate is more widespread. But let's talk about disparities. The top 10% of American income earners own 90% of stock market, while the bottom 90% of income earners own more than 55% of the U.S. housing market. It's no fun for those that missed out on the gains we've seen during the pandemic rush, but it is good for those who don't hold as many traditional financial assets such as stocks and bonds. But there is a problem and having your housing wealth concentrated in your home. For one thing, the columnist points out, the wealth gains cited in the research by the National Association of Realtors are on a gross basis. What does that mean? You have to net out all the ancillary costs that are involved with home ownership to get the real number. Things such as realtor fees, closing costs, property taxes, moving expenses, insurance, upkeep, and maintenance. Those can take a big bite out of any nominal price increase. Plus, having your wealth tied up in your home is much different than owning a financial asset or having money in the bank because the home is an illiquid asset, making it difficult to tap into your equity. But there are options, and they list many, but none of them are a slam dunk, they add. Options such as getting a home equity line of credit or a cash out refinance, but that requires borrowing more money. Or you could use your equity as a down payment on a new home, but that means paying a new mortgage with a higher interest rate. You could also get a reverse mortgage when you retire, but they say it's a complicated process. They conclude saying, I'm not trying to talk people out of owning a home. There are plenty of benefits in being a homeowner. And it is a form of a forced savings account. It's also a good hedge against inflation. It allows you to lock in a fixed monthly cost and grow your payment over time. And then there's the psychic income component that comes from making it your own and living in your desired community. KBTX in College Station, Texas, reports that a communication breakdown led to a reverse mortgage foreclosure. They say while a reverse mortgage can be a useful loan for many seniors, one resident nearly lost her home. Mamie Ellis nearly lost her home when her mortgage company said that she had failed to fulfill the requirements or the obligations of her reverse mortgage. But she maintained homeowner's insurance and paid her taxes on time. But her mortgage lender disagreed, foreclosed, and then sold the home at auction. When KBTX first met Ellis last month, her situation was dire. She said, it's been really painful. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't do anything without shaking and nervous because I don't know what the outcome might be. In a statement to KBTX, Brazos County tax assessor Christine Rowe confirmed that Ellis had fulfilled her tax obligation, and Ellis herself expressed her confidence that she had done so as well. But under the provisions of the Texas Property Code, individuals that are qualifying over 65 homesteads may pay their annual taxes in four equal installments, the first which is due by January 31st and then the remainder no later than the last day of March, May, and July. But when the homeowner requests a quarter payment plan, the balance of the taxes remaining after January 31st is not considered delinquent as long as the following payments are made in a timely manner. The Texas statutory delinquency date outside of any payment is February 1st, so it's not unusual for a mortgage broker or, excuse me, a mortgage company or servicer to monitor the mortgagees, making sure that they are paying the property taxes in a timely way. Then since the quarter payment plan is an exception to that standard delinquency date, it's not uncommon for the mortgage company or servicer to assume that the property is delinquent and then pay the balance of the taxes. The mortgage provider told KBTX that they made several attempts to contact Ellis for nearly three and a half years to discuss the situation, but ultimately had no success in contacting her. Now a question, why was she completely unreachable and why were family members or an alternate contact not able to be reached as well? Yet the company said they do stand by their original statement that they had properly serviced the loan. In conclusion, the good news is 21 days after she met with KBTX is when she learned that all parties involved had agreed to undo the sale of the home. However, there was still one big hurdle left that Ellis must overcome. That is, they must reimburse the purchaser who bought the home at auction. During Normla's most recent annual meeting in Atlanta, a friend and colleague suggested that I subscribe to the Rob Chrisman Daily Mortgage News email that is called Chrisman Commentary. And while the focus was almost exclusively on traditional lending, I did find value in keeping up to date on the macro trends that ultimately do influence the reverse mortgage marketplace. I had yet to see any mention of reverse mortgages, that is, until last week. The Chrisman report included one reader's feedback. Steve Kay with Cross-Country Mortgage wrote, Considering all of the positive news about today's earnings and affordability when compared to the same a dozen years ago, I was thinking that I seldom see anything in your reports about reverse mortgages. And with the value of our dollar shrinking, concerns for affordable housing increasing, and recent instability on Wall Street when it comes to our investments, combined with the fact that 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 each day, it might be a topic of discussion that carries a little more merit. Kay then points out that several top national mortgage companies have added new national reverse mortgage leaders, and these companies include Cross Country Mortgage, Amerifirst, Loan Depot, among others. It should be noted that the Crisman commentary does make mention of Normal's latest risk span mortgage market index, and it shows homeowners 62 and older today hold a combined $11.81 trillion in home equity. And Chrisman also confirms the increased interest of lenders to enter the reverse mortgage market. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly. Apple users, you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. If you have not done so, be sure to go to hecumworld.com, H-E-C-M-world.com, because today we have an exclusive interview with one traditional mortgage broker who pivoted to reverse and why. Thanks again for joining us and be sure to return next week for more reverse mortgage news on the go.